are reading this morning from the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 18 to 20 and it reads as follows. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. In verse 7 says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And verse 8 says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flock at night an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news in other translation says i bring you good tidings that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is the messiah the lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the, uh, in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told Lord we thank you for your word we thank you father that as we celebrate Christmas help us to remember why Christmas Lord that father that your birth brought light where there was darkness that your birth brought life where was where there was death your, 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 your birth brought deliverance Lord where, where there was um, uh, slavery oh Father Father we, we, we thank you that you came in a form of a human so that you may relate to us we thank you for the relationship that you have with us, O oh Father. As your word says, abide in me so that you may abide in me. Abide in me so that I may abide in you. That whatever we ask by your name, it shall be given. Thank you that when we reside in you, O oh Lord, we flourish. When we abide in you, O oh Father, we grow. When we abide in you, we experience grace abound. We experience grace overflowing. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
we thank you that your birth brought life to us that your birth brought deliverance Lord our God from the sin that easily entangles us Father we bless you and we honor you in Jesus name we pray Amen so we are on part two of our series called the great exchange and it's such a blessing to be sharing this word with you on Christmas Day we will be talking about the subject exchange your sins to a savior uh, this is a Christmas edition and I pray that the word this morning will be a blessing to you now let's face it the Christmas season is a time that is loved by many and hated by just as many yet regardless of which side of that issue you fall on this much is true that Christmas season is a time filled with many uh, mixed messages and worldly rituals I mean Christmas this is supposed to be um, the one time in a year when the world remembers the the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and every year we we, we dilute or the said uh, reality of that that every year we dilute the truth by allowing the scriptural meaning of the season to be mingled with other messages that have their origin in the world now I enjoy Christmas as much as the next person but I just want you to be aware that there are some terrible misconceptions surrounding the true meaning of, um, of, of the season to many it is all about money it is all about uh, commercialism uh, and greed others see it as a time for parties meals and 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 and, and, and get-togethers but I thank God for 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 his word in his holy inspired infallible word God sets the record straight where Christmas is concerned excuse me he, he, he gives us in no uncertain terms the true reason for the season many say and I know what they are saying when they do that Jesus is the reason for the season and he is the main reason allow me to share with some of the true reasons for the season and the first point that I want to share with you is Christmas is a time for giving and we see this in verse 11 of Luke 2 that to, when it says or when it reads today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you he is the Messiah the Lord so Christmas is a time for giving God gave his son to men God gave his son to men so when those shepherds heard the word of of the angel they were told that a savior was coming into the world this child who was born in Bethlehem was no ordinary baby this is proven by the angelic announcements prior to um, to his birth and we see the evidence of that if you have time read Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 37 and Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 to 23 when Jesus was born in Bethlehem he was literally God in human 
flesh. He was God in human flesh. All through his life, he proved his distinctiveness. He, he taught like no other man. He performed miracles uh, that nobody else could ever duplicate. He, he healed, he preached, he loved, he reached out. His life, the life of Jesus, was one miraculous event after another. However, none of these things qualify him to be a savior. It wasn't enough for God to send his son into the world. But that same Jesus had to be given up. John tells us that, that John three sixteen tells us that 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 uh, that God gave His only begotten Son. That is the precise meaning. God gave Jesus up to die on the cross for you and me, so that our sin debt might be paid, and so that we might have the opportunity to be saved from eternity in hell. You know, thank God for giving the greatest gift. So God gave his son to man. That's point number one. And, and men need to give their souls to God. We need to give our souls to God in return. If you can really think about it, nobody likes to receive a gift and then give nothing for from themselves in return we, we we like to receive as much as we like to give so God gave his son to die for sinners if we are to give a gift to the Lord what would it be if you were about to give a gift to the Lord what would it be we all have that we all have that um uh, uh, that that someone on our gift list who, who who seems to have everything already, they are the hard people to buy for. What do you give someone who has already, uh, or who has everything already? Th think about it. What can you and I give to God? It it it, it he, he he doesn't need our money. He, he can get by without our talents. He, he doesn't need a fruit basket or a new tile or some sock or, or handkerchief. In fact, when you get right down to it, none of us really possesses anything anyway. You say, I own my house. Just stop paying that house for a few years and see who owns it. You, you say, I own my cars. Again, stop paying. The insurance and and, and 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 contributing to the car and see who controls that car. You you say, well, I own my money. Just let the economy crash and tell me what you have left with. There's only one true possession that we each have, and it is our soul. You have control over it, and we need or you need to give it to the Lord if there is something that we need to give the Lord is our soul it is the only thing you and I have and can honestly give now the question arises have you given your heart to the Lord if not there is no better day than today 
There is no better time than today to make that happen. See, Christmas is not only a time of, uh, of giving, but Christmas is also a time of good tidings. And we see that in verse 10 of the chapter that uh, we read in, in Luke 2, it reads as follows. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. In our translation, it says, I bring you good tidings that will cause great joy for all the people. So the angel came with a message of good tidings. Literally, this phrase comes from the word from which we get our evangelize. That the message of an angel was a message of salvation. He came to proclaim the glorious news that a savior has been born in Bethlehem. Sure, the, this message is a message of hope. It has been mentioned in other uh, messages that these men, uh, 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 shepherds then, were, were social outcasts. They, they were considered unclean by their religion and were typically dirty and vulgar men. They, they, they were the type of, of, um, of men that no one wanted to be around. They were generally forgotten by some elements of their society. However, they hadn't been forgotten by God. How wonderful that these wretched, sinful men who gave their lives to raising sheep for the temple services were the first to hear the good news that the Lamb of God had been born into the world. It, 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 it was a message of hope. They were forbidden from seeking God in the temple, but God brought salvation to them. The, the, the message hasn't changed, people of God. The gospel is still a message of hope. You, you may be one who has committed some a really terrible sin. You, 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 uh, you may feel that God wouldn't save you. You may feel that you have no hope. You may think that you are beyond the scope of God's saving power. Well, let me tell you this morning that the door of salvation is standing wide, and that whosoever will make whosoever will may come will may come in and find salvation for their souls. I love what John, uh, John says in John 3, 6, 7, that, that, um, that who's, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Jesus says, whoever comes to me, whoever approaches him, he will never drive away. He will never cast away. Here's the deal. If you are lost and you know you need a savior, then know that Jesus is who you need. And 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 just as the message was one of hope for those men that night, it is a message of hope for you this morning. It is a chance to begin life again. It is an opportunity to have your sins washed away. It is an opportunity to come to know God and assure yourself of heaven when you die. Thank God there is still hope in the gospel. See, Christmas is, is not only a time of good tidings, but it's also a time for amazing grace. It's also a time for amazing grace. Now, 
we see that in, in, in verse 11 as well, where it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to who? It has been born to you. So in a very real sense, we are the reason for the season. Be before you call me a heretic, I, a heretic, you know, um, I need you to, 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 to notice um, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 that supports what I'm saying to you where it says that for us a child is born for who for us to who to us a son is given and the government will be on his soul uh, on his shoulders so a savior has been born to me and you this miserable shepherds did not deserve to be the first to hear of Christ's birth, but it was God's grace that reached out to them in their need. Grace is, is, is defined as the unmerited love and favor of God towards sinners. Just as it was with those shepherds in that field, if there is salvation in your life and mind, it is there by grace and grace alone. There is um, there, there is not a single individual in this, in 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 in, in uh, um, uh, uh, saved, who who deserve anything from God. In fact, we 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 we, we got if, if we got what we deserved, we will all be in hell this morning. If we got all we deserved, we will be all in hell. I did not deserve to be saved, but God in his great, matchless, marvelous, unspeakable grace reached out to me in the midst of my sins and called me to come to him. My dear friends, if you ever experience salvation, it will not be on the basis of any good which you might have done. It will not be on the basis of church membership. It will not be on the basis of baptism. It will not be on the basis of attendance, you know, church attendance. If you ever saved, it will be by grace and grace alone. The book of Ephesians confirms this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. It says, it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is, the, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one or no man can boost. If he's calling you to come to him, please do so and do so today. There may never be another opportunity. So it is not only a time, Christmas is not only a time of, of, of amazing grace, but it is also a time for for glorifying God and we see this in in the same chapter Luke 2 from verse 13 to 14 it reads as follows he says suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests sure after the first angel finished his speech he, he was immediately joined by vast multitudes of heavenly hosts and they lifted their voice to give glory 
and praise to the Lord. May I remind you that Christmas, along with Easter, are tremendous time for, um, for the children of God, for us to demonstrate our faith. After all, even though Christmas has been secure, um, uh, has been uh, uh, commercialized and secularized, it, it is still a day set aside to commemorate the birth of the King of Kings. Through our Christmas programs, our personal conduct and family functions, we have a wonderful opportunity to show this world just what the season is truly about. So uh, let us join our voices with those of the angelic host and declare the great glory of God. After all, that is our duty. That is our duty to declare the great glory of God. In 1 Corinthians 10 31, it says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it with what? Do it all for the glory of God. This world needs to know the true reason for the season. See, after the shepherds met him, baby Jesus, this became their mission. They, they went about telling others about him and they returned to their lives glorifying the name of the Lord. In Luke 2, verse 17 to 20, it says, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. What are you doing to glorify the Lord this Christmas? What are you doing to glorify the Lord this Christmas? Excuse me. The last point I want to mention is that Christmas is not only a time of um, it's not only a time of, uh, of for, for, for glorifying God, but Christmas is a time for going home. Christmas is a time for going home. See. If you read in verse 4, if you look at verse 4, on that first Christmas, Joseph returned to uh, the ancient home of his forefathers. For him and Mary, it was time for going home. So many of us will go to be with our parents during this holiday season and friends. You know, many will, will travel great distances to go home for the holidays. For some, this is what makes Christmas special. May I say to you who are gathered hearing this message today that there are some of you who need to go home this Christmas. Like the prodigal son, you have, the, you, you have wandered from the father's house and have lived out in the far country. Now it is time for you to come home. Come home. If you will, like the prodigal son, you will find forgiveness and blessing in the Father's house. God's offer of salvation is available to everyone who will respond in faith this morning. If you would come to the Lord and give Him your heart, 
if you would come to the Lord and exchange your sins to a Savior that was born to set you free from all bondages, from all your past. I'm sure there are many other reasons for the season that we that that we could find in the word of God. But these tend to remind us that the greatest need this season, and for that matter, in any season, is for men, is for men to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. How is your Christmas shaping up this year? If if you would like to get rid of your sins, I, I invite you to come to him, your Savior. I would like to invite you to come to him, your Savior. Savior, the word Savior or the name Savior is, is, is the title of acceptance. He, he accepts you. Jesus was born to set sinners free. He came for those no one wants. You are accepted. You are delivered in him from your from your um uh, from your sins penalty power and presence. You are not only accepted and delivered, you are preserved in him. If you have strayed in your walk with him and need to come home, I invite you to come to him. If there are um if, if there are areas in, in, in your life where you need to follow God in, in humble obedience, I invite you to come to him this morning. Whatever you need this morning, I invite you to come to the Lord Jesus and find all that you will ever need to meet your need. Will you come and exchange your sins to a Savior? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you that, Lord, the hearts that are opening up right now, Lord, I pray that you touch them. I pray that you move them from glory to glory. I pray that you move them from where they are, Lord, their place of leg, O oh Father, and show them the gift of life that you have for them, O oh Father, when they respond in faith, Lord. Father, I pray that that. That Lord, that uh, by the by the confession of their sins, Lord, that you will dwell in their hearts, Lord, that you will, Father, be their Lord, that you will be their Savior, that you will exchange their sins, Lord, to to uh, 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 to them being upright with you, to them being righteous with you, to them uh, for, for for them to stand upright with you, oh Father. Father, we thank you for your word. It is indeed a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you, Lord of God, for Christmas, that today we celebrate what you have done for this world, Lord, that you were born, that you lived for us, that you were born for us, that you lived for us, that you died for us, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us, O oh Lord. So we come to you, Lord. We say guide us. We say lead us. We say be with us in every step that we take and every decision that we take. We praise you. 
and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We just want to say um, Merry Christmas. We pray that you enjoyed with your families. We pray that you remember and as you celebrate that you that we remember while we celebrating while we celebrating Christmas. We pray that you have a blessed and prosperous festive season in the name of Jesus. We love you. We love you. And we pray that God continue bless you to bless you. Amen. Hey, this is TJ and I'm the lead pastor here at Raven Church. Thanks for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you and helps you experience life change through Jesus. For more sermons like this, resources or opportunities to get connected, visit us at Revamp Church PTA on Facebook or Instagram.
Before the earth was formed, you are God. We bow before your throne, oh God. We just want to give you praise tonight. We just want to give you praise. We cannot make it without you. And we cannot make it without your power. Jesus. If it wasn't of your love, and your faithfulness to the cross where would we be today we are able to stand and testify that your death was life unto us your pain was healing unto our bodies that your tears oh lord they were celebration and joy unto us we thank you oh god you are in this place tonight and we are able to experience your presence for you are a great God yes you are you are the substance of all human virtues you are all wise and you are all knowing all understanding you can do anything and everything we cannot do. You are everything good that we would like to be. You're omnipotent. You're all powerful. You're omniscient. You're all knowing. You are omnipresence. You are present everywhere. And we know that you are present even in this arena. Oh God, we know that you are in this place and we want to give you praise. All we can say is, Abba Father, thou art worthy to receive honor and glory. We bow before your throne and we would like to give you praise. Everybody bow down and worship, come on.
You are immortal. You are spirit. You are the beginning and you are the end. Totally aware of yourself. You are the great I am. Totally moral. Totally self-assertive. You are the essence of love. You're loving. We just want to bow before your throne and give you the praise. For you are worthy to receive the glory and the honor. We love you, Lord God. We ask you right now to let your fire come down. Consume it. 